Hi, I'm Mary Payne Gilbert, and this is my podcast, Pain in the Pod. Today, I'm talking with Nate Hale, the host of a great podcast called The Conspirators. The Conspirators is a podcast about strange, true tales from history. Now, my friends will tell you that I'm not necessarily a fan of history, but this podcast was podcast was recommended to me. I gave it a try and now I'm obsessed with it. So maybe I do like history. Each episode of The Conspirators examines a different dark story about unexplained mysteries or a conspiracy or a tragic event and sometimes strange places. And they're all true stories. Nate is a writer and producer. He has a deep love for all things strange and mysterious, just like I do. So welcome to the podcast, Nate. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Now, as you say on your podcast, Nate is a totally made-up name. So yeah. um, how did you settle on this amazing pseudonym? Uh, actually, it's actually named after a famous Revolutionary War spy, actually, Nathan Hale. Oh, look at you. You're, it ties all together, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went through a lot of um, various pseudonyms and before I just kind of landed on that one. I like the sound of it. I like the sound of it, too. And it doesn't sound fake. It sounds like a real person because it was. Um, now, I want to know your background and the origin story of your podcast. Well, the short version is actually the simple fact is my, during my day job, I'd be sitting there listening to podcasts all the time. And I, after a while, I started realizing the kind of stories I like to hear, the ones I like to hear best were storytelling ones, the ones that were you'd have a narr single narrator and he'd be just telling you a story, whispering in your ear. Um, and after a while, after I was working there, I started thinking, well, maybe I could do this. I have a writing background. I used to, um, uh, after high school there, I actually worked as a newspaper reporter for a while there. And uh, I was actually the crime reporter for my uh, for one of our local newspapers out where I'm at. So I'd get to go to murder scenes and I'd go, you know, I'd get Ooh. to visit the cops constantly and go to the police station. It was very interesting. So, and that's kind of where I got my interest in this. And I've always had a deep interest in history as well. So I thought of a way to combine the two into, into the podcast we have now. That's really um, interesting, but also kind of scary. You got to go to the crime scenes and talk to the cops and stuff. And Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And so you were, wrote sto real stories for the paper about real crimes in your area. Oh, yeah. There were actually there were times where I was actually actually going right out to the crime, going right out to murder scenes and whatnot. I mean, I've been very, unfortunately, very close to some dead bodies. And it's it's definitely very disturbing to see in, re in real life as opposed to the kind of things you see on TV. Even. So. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that's, I mean cool is not the right word, but that's super interesting. At the same time, I kind of realized fairly early on that maybe being a reporter wasn't quite what I was cut out for because there were times where I definitely feel like I was intruding on people's lives in ways that I was not at all comfortable with. I, um, for example, uh, very early on when I'd started working there, my editor had sent me out to do a follow-up story. This was somebody else. Somebody else had reported on it initially, but it was a follow-up story on a young man uh, who had been murdered inside his parents' house in, in his basement there. And he had actually had set it up to whoever killed him, set it up to look like it was a suicide. Anyway, I was sent out to interview the parents, and this is uh, about six months after after the terrible event occurred. And, you know, I'm sitting there across the kitchen table from these two parents, like in the, right above where he, um, this young man had died. And I was definitely not feeling good about myself that day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I can imagine that would take a toll. Yes. Um, but you, you are a great storyteller. And well, thank so you. 
Yeah, I, I like podcasts too that really kind of take you on a journey, whether it's a 45 minute one or, you know, a long form over several episodes. So you are a great storyteller and you have a great voice for it. Um, but my favorite, one of my favorite parts of your podcast is you give kind of a little wink at the beginning. You, you get, you set it up and then you say, for example, you recently had a podcast that was, um, pretty disturbing. It involved some spying and things through baby monitors and yeah. I won't, I won't give it away, but it, it, cause it's, it's a little disturbing that one. Oh, that's um, one of the most disturbing stories I've ever done in my life. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And you say at the beginning, like this story is about, you know, this webcam thing. And then you said, and this is Nate Hale. And I swear I'm not watching you right now, you know, and you make these little funny things at the beginning that kind of rope you in. And the two part one you did on Marilyn Monroe, which I also really loved. You said, I'm Nate Hale and Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up. So how do you come up with these funny little taglines that rope you in at the beginning? Well, I mean, I'm, I, I like to think I have a pretty good sense of humor. At least I think so. I mean, other people may disagree, but, um, <laughs> and at the same time, I, I do listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and po um, podcasts where they make you laugh and I enjoy those a lot. But at the same time, I realized I was talking about some pretty heavy material along the way. And I thought the little, as you say, the little wink, the little, little joke in between there is a, just a way to lighten things up before I you know, try to scare you or try to disturb you in some other way. <laughs> well, it works. It's, it's very effective. And I, and it's sort of like, um, I'm waiting for it. You know, at the beginning when you're talking, I'm sort of waiting of what's going to be the thing that you're going to say. So you've been doing your podcast for about almost three years. And this yeah. week um, you celebrated your hundredth episode. Yep. It just came out today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You know, that came up on my feed and I was like, oh, I got to listen to it really quick since I'm talking to him today. So congratulations on that. How does that feel? Oh, thank you. I mean, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. Like I say, when I first had this little idea of doing this podcast, I had no idea it was going to take off the way it has. And the fact that I'd be doing it a hundred episodes from then, it was just amazing to me. I had no idea I'd be able to continue doing it. I mean, a hundred seems like a huge number, you know, it's, it's kind of like far looking far out. You're like, wow, you know, you've really uh, accomplished something. When I started out, Ada, um, the first, if you uh, go way, way back to the first several episodes, they're actually a lot shorter. They're closer to around the, around the 15 to 20 minute mark range. But I realized I wanted to start making them longer. So now they're 30 minutes plus, And sometimes I've gone much longer than that, depending on the subject. Um, by doing that, when I first started, though, when I was when they were in the shorter version there, I was actually doing this weekly. And as I realized how much time it would take to write longer episodes as well as research them, I've actually um, gone to a every other week um, schedule. Just to, so you can really do your research and really like dig into the story more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really want to make sure I get, get my facts right. I want to make sure that I give as much as I can to each story. Yeah, and, and you do, and they're very, very well told. But, you know, you celebrated your 100th episode by doing something I thought was super, super interesting and smart, which was to go back to your very first episode, which I had also listened to, about um, Karen Silkwood in, yeah. in Oklahoma. And what you said was, you know, a, a lot of podcasters will go back and listen to their early work, and they don't like it quite as much, or the sound quality is not what we have you know, it has advanced today. So you retold the story, but with a lot more detail. And I thought, what a great idea. Because I listened to the first one in researching this to talk to you. So I've listened to the first one and this last one in pretty short order here in the last couple of weeks. So how did you come up with that idea? And, and tell me like sort of what more detail you got into that you wished you had told the first time that you then went into the second time? 
Well, like I say, what happened, was, um, basically what was happening, when I was realizing I was coming up on my 100th episode, I was probably trying to find a good idea, something to mark the occasion, as it were. And I went through a few things before I thought, well, what happens if I go back and listen to my early episodes? Maybe just that'll spark something. And right away, when I hit listen to the first episode again, I started, well, again, as I think I mentioned in the podcast, I kind of cringed because, yeah, the sound quality is not as good, I freely admit. And it's a lot shorter. And I definitely rushed through the story. I mean, in that, I think in that one episode, I tell three or four different stories, including Karen Silkwood's. And I felt, as I listened, I thought, boy, I really shortchanged her on this. And it was really a tragic event. And she was quite a brave woman to have died so terribly. So I wanted to go back in. I wanted to research it further. And I wanted to add more to the story. So, and I mean, the basic the basic bones were there in the of the story or in the first episode. But in here, I'm able to get further in depth into the um, full timeline of events from all the way from her childhood up through the moment she died, up through the moment she died. And beyond that, I even talk about things like there are certain other conspiracies involved and there were actually even uh, even other um, deaths that may be tied to her death as well. Mm. Yeah, you did give more detail. And I thought the detail was interesting that she had been common law married to this man before, but I didn't realize, and if you said it on the first one, I missed it. I didn't realize that she had three children that she left behind with him because, you know, I don't know what the reason was, but that was like a super, like, that was like a twist. Like, wow. I mean, what a life she had. Yeah. Uh, actually, from what all the research I've done there, I've learned that, um, of course, these three children, they're all grown by now and they have children of their own and they still have many questions about what happened to their mother as well. Um, and I've also, I kind of left a detail I didn't really get into much there, but I also, if you read different accounts, you can read different versions of who Karen was. You see, there were um, definite sides there. Some people wanted to paint her as a, uh, you know, a lunatic drug addict who po basically poisoned herself, as opposed to there were others who point out that, no, she was a very loving mother who left a, left a terrible situation at home and tried to start a new life for herself and ultimately paid the price. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by HP+. Plus. In a world full of smart devices, shouldn't your printer be smart too? It is with HP+. Plus. These printers know when they're running low, so you always get the ink you need delivered right when you need it. Plus, you save up to 50% on ink, so you can print whatever you want, as much as you want, any time you want. Huh. That is pretty smart. Get six free months of instant ink when you choose HP+. Conditions apply. Visit hp.com slash smart for details. Okay, I'm back with Nate Hale of The Conspirators. Now, I want to ask you, you were talking about how you went back and listened to some of your earlier episodes to celebrate your 100th episode. So how, in the earlier days, how did you find your stories and are you still finding your stories the same way or as time has gone on, you're finding other ways to get these interesting stories? Most of them are pretty much the same way. I mean, I mean I'm a very avid reader. I read tons of books. I, of course, I'm always scouring the internet for weird and um, weird events. And one thing that has changed more is occasionally I do listen to other podcasts and sometimes they'll mention something that'll spark my imagination and I'll go to research it further and go from there. Also, I, ha I happen to have some really fantastic listeners who have sent me many story ideas and that some of those have shown me things that I've never heard um, heard about before. And really, that really helps too. Yeah. So, if, say somebody gives you an idea 
the Marilyn Monroe. I mean, that's a great conspiracy theory of all time. And I learned so much by listening to your two-part um, episode, things that I knew, but and then things that I just had never heard in my life. And a, a little aside that I just remembered, like you said, someone said, okay, they could see the light from under her bedroom door. But actually, they were, you know, you said no the carpet was brand new and piled really high. So there's no way to see light under the bedroom door. Just like a lot of little details like that, that, you know, I don't know if we'll ever know really um, what happened to her. But like, for for example, for an episode like that, we, from start to finish, how long are you working on it before the day that you were set to record? Uh, the Marilyn Monroe one, I was actually working on for quite a bit of time because I knew it was going to end up ultimately being a two-part episode there. I was probably working on that at least six weeks before um, I actually ever recorded the episode there. I mean, that dealt with reading. I read a few books, different books on it. I watched some documentaries and just did all the kinds of research throughout the Internet, too, to try and get as much of the story as I could um, could uh, to put in there. And yeah. like say some of the de- some of the fine details, like things like as you mentioned, the carpet under there. That actually, um, that was actually something from one of the official police reports that contradicted the original official story. Yeah, there was a lot of contradictions there. Oh, and, very much so. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I don't think that you know Robert Kennedy himself went over and killed her. Oh and, no, you know, but you do wonder, like, because she was seemingly happy. The, the night of or the night before when she went over to um, Peter Lawford's house and everything seemed to be okay. That, you know, not that that means anything if someone's going to commit suicide, but it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't go. It just doesn't gel, you know? No, it does. No, it really doesn't. I mean, there are so many questions involved there. And again, you get so many different versions of events. I mean, on the one hand, yeah, she was very, she was taking a lot of drugs. She was doing, she was very despondent. She felt like her career was at one point, some people, many people described her as being suicidal over her career going nowhere. Um, she had been fired from a movie she was making. But at the same time, there's these other stories that say things like Robert Kennedy put in a good word for her and got her rehired for that movie. And she was supposed to start again Monday. So you hear these two different versions and you say, okay, which one do I, do I believe? And when I do these stories and there are things like this, and I try to give as many different versions of um, possibilities as you can get. So I might say, yes, this, this one, this way could have happened, but it also could have happened. She could have committed suicide. Right. And, and so there are a lot of people out there that are conspiracy theorists, right? Where they have a conspiracy theory about everything. And I'm concerned that my son who's 13 is becoming one of these people because every so often at dinner, he'll say, you know, did you know, and he'll say something that is so off the wall and we'll just look at him and say, no, you know, no son, that's not true. And he'll say, how do you know? It'll be something like, did you know really that the world is flat or in the, oh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a conspiracy theory to make us think it's round and the pictures you know, aren't really true. And we'll just look at him and say, okay, some of them we can bite, but not that one, you know? So do, do people tend to ever compare you to like crazy conspiracy theorists? Like people have really like crazy ideas. Well, I mean, I've heard a lot of them. I mean, obviously there, but I mean, one thing you know about me for one thing is I'm very skeptical of a lot of these things. I mean, I always try to give the skeptics view as well as, you know, the more out there. But it's, at the same time, the thing about conspiracies is there are times in history they really have happened. And but you've got to learn to weigh things with critical thinking. Um, a lot of times uh, the term conspiracy theory is, you know, becomes synonymous with the word nut. So it's an easy way for you'll hear on the news to be for something to be easily dismissed. Oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. But you have to like weigh which which way you're thinking here, because, for example, the NSA spying on um, spying on people and 
collecting their data. That was called a conspiracy theory. At the same time, uh, that gets weighed with the same amount, given the same amount of weight as people who believe there are secret lizard people out there controlling the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, are you telling me there's not secret lizard people patrolling the world? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I'm not saying one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the video that you see all the time at some um, Obama speech. And then oh, there's yeah. a, the Secret Service guy that like turns into an alien and turns back. Yes. It, yes. It's so. ridiculous. It's like some, it's just, again, it's some grainy footage that undoubtedly, and the thing about video footage nowadays, people are so good with computer graphics, it's really hard to believe any of it. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, but here's the thing. I, have a minor in history from college. I took I took it as a minor. And for some reason, my whole life, I just don't enjoy like a historical film. I don't enjoy a historical book. I, you know, we're doing book club and somebody will say, oh, this is going to be about Nazi Germany and this girl that escaped. And I'm like, I'm out. I don't want to read about that. So I have a good friend who's always looking for a really good history podcast. And like, the longer, the deeper, the nerdier, the better. He's all in. And so I told him this weekend, I said, I have a history podcast that I think you'll like. It appeals to me and it appeals to you. And I was, I was telling him about yours because it is about things in history, but it's coming from several different angles. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I like about your podcast. It's, well, thank it's, you. it's for somebody like me who doesn't necessarily enjoy history, but I do love a good, like creepy, weird story. And that's one of the things I set out to do when I first started. I always describe it as telling the parts of history your teacher never told you. So, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like, if I told you that I was going to do an episode on the Nazi occupation of Paris, for example, I can understand a lot of people are going to turn that off and think it's a snooze fest. But then if I add the fact, oh, by the way, did you know there was an active serial killer in Nazi-occupied Paris who the papers dubbed Dr. Satan at the time? Then I think I've got your attention. Now I want to listen. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. You told the story um, about, I did not quite realize the story about Hawaii and when it became occupied by the Americans. And I didn't know the story of how resistant they were to it. And oh, how, yeah. I, I didn't know any of that. You know, I, I, I did go to college. I'm pretty educated. I just, you know, I, Either I knew it and I and I forgot it the minute I had to take a test on it, that kind of thing. But that story was was really unbelievable too about the woman that that claimed she was raped and but maybe she wasn't, but she was sort of hailed as a hero. And then that 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 story had a lot of twists and turns. Oh yeah, that's the story of Thalia Massey. And again, it's a story I hadn't really, I wasn't really very familiar with either. I'm, one of the things I do love about doing this show is the fact that I'm always learning new things as well. I'm always stumbling across these stories, and like, why, why, why don't I know this? It's like, and that was certainly one of them. When as I started researching it further and further, it's like, wow, I cannot believe this happened, it, and what a national impact it had. But it's, but today, I mean, I don't think there are very many people who even who know the name. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have another episode you could point to like that one that sort of really stuck with you and that you didn't know about it before and it still sticks with you now? Um, oh, there's a, well, there is one episode I did about uh, this woman. She was, um, it's in the early, early 20th century. She was a, she was an immigrant to the country. Now there's a lot we don't actually know about her past there. But we know we likely think she was um, she was from Russia, and the one thing we do know about, and she worked as a servant um, in uh, New York City around 1920s or so. Mm -hmm. Well, she up and decided one day to leave New York City, and she walked across the United States, up through Canada, 
all the way through the Alaskan Yukon trying to get back to Russia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that really happened. Now, the question there is, the big mystery there is, did she make it? And, well, that's the thing. There, I try to, get, I try to explain what we think happened, but we don't know. You just think in the 20s she wouldn't even have the footwear for that. Oh no no she was she had she didn't have any kind of equipment for it she didn't she was wearing like a shawl over her shoulder she had like a a little shoulder bag and she did things like I mean there were seasoned mountain men tried to follow her um footsteps there and couldn't do it but she did there were witnesses all along her journey people who kept trying to stop her and saying lady you're crazy you need to stop <laughs> but no she kept going that is fascinating okay I did not catch that episode but now I need to go back and find that one. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together. According to studies, less than 13% of all inventors who hold a U.S. patent are women. Black and Hispanic college graduates patent at half the rate of their white counterparts. But we can fix that by increasing participation in innovation and patenting by underrepresented groups it would quadruple the number of American inventors and increase annual GDP by almost $1 trillion. Invent Together is a coalition of organizations, companies, universities, and concerned citizens committed to ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to invent and patent. Because the more diverse the American patent system gets, the stronger and more successful our nation will become. What can you do to help diverse inventors patent and unleash economic opportunity? Find out at inventtogether.org. Learn more and take action today. Okay, we're back with Nate Hale. Okay, so Nate, you we started off by talking and you said that sometimes you get ideas just by listening to podcasts. And it sounds like you're like me. You just sort of have a podcast on all day long, which I do all day long. I have it on. So what podcast are you listening to? Oh, and well, as I say, it's a it's a long list, and it's always changing. There, I mean, uh, I'm a big fan of, of course, a lot of true crime podcasts. Things like um, you just had your previous guests from Already Gone and Southern Fried True Crime on there. I mean, I love both those shows. Yes, um, I do listen to some other. I do listen to other history podcasts. There's one called Historical Blindness by a man named Nathaniel Lloyd, and he does another fantastic job of diving into. Uh, controversial parts of history and trying to give you a better, clearer understanding of what really happened. Mm -hmm. um, as far as storytelling podcasts go, I'm a big fan of The Memory Palace by Nate DeMeo. And, um, now, I've not heard of this one, The Memory Palace. Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's really one. It's beautifully, beautifully written and produced. And Nate DeMeo is just an incredible storyteller. He's, in fact, one of the people who inspired me to do the podcast I'm doing now. And what is, tell me what The Memory Palace is about. Uh, he talks about histor history again. and But he gives, they're very, they're usually short episodes. There's usually only about like 10 to 15 minutes at most. And he give, paints these beautiful pictures and words of bringing you back to different times and different times in history. And sometimes telling you just these really surprising stories of things you never heard before. Okay. I'm writing these down for my mm -hmm. friend that likes history podcasts. Okay. And so what else? Uh, oh, there's Pleasing Terrors by Mike Brown. That one's another fantastic. That one's a great, scary podcast when you want to um, give yourself the creeps. It's called what? Pleasing Tears? Pleasing Terrors. Pleasing Terrors. Yeah. Uh -huh. Mike's another fantastic storyteller. He tells these really great spooky stories, everything from ghosts to Bigfoot. He had one, this really great series on something living below, supposedly living below in caves down in like around Kentucky and whatnot that I loved. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I always love a good Bigfoot story, and that's true. Mm -hmm. I do. That's true. 
Okay, what else you got for me? Do you have anything light? Oh, uh, light. <laughs> uh, I guess well, I could talk about things like there's the dollop. It's another history podcast, but again, it's two comedians that tell the story, and it's a very popular one, and they're, the guys are hilarious to listen to. Yes, my friend that loves the history podcast, he likes the dollop, and he also likes um, revisionist history. Yep, that's another fantastic one. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's Hysteria 51 and Not Alone. Those are great as well. Now, I've heard of Not Alone. What's Hysteria? Hysteria 51. 51. Again, there are um, two gentlemen who they talk about uh, a lot similar things, some of the similar things I've talked about. I mean, I a lot of the historical events I talk about are a little more grounded, but occasionally I have delved into things like UFOs and Bigfoot, or I'll touch on them here and there. They go whole hog right into the thing, and they'll have a whole episode about, like, a famous UFO sighting or whatnot. And one's more, more, uh, more of a skeptic. One that's more of a Mulder and Scully kind of situation where mm-hmm. they, they debate yeah. back and forth. So hysteria 51 refers to area 51. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, I don't, yeah. I don't know how I feel about those conspiracy theories. Um, what's your thought on area 51? Well, I mean, there really is an Area 51. I'll give you that much. It, that they fi- the government finally admitted it exists. Now, do they have? Are they secretly hiding gray aliens and spaceships there? I'm pretty skeptical of that. In fact, most likely it's just an area where they were testing top secret aircraft. So yeah, there's no um, Obama Secret Service guys hiding out there. I, right? I can't imagine as much. And <laughs> <laughs> they're in there, the lizard people that you speak of. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. Do you have any others? I don't want to cut you off on your recommendations. They're all so good. Uh, well, uh, probably my my tip top, one of my very, very favorites is going to be Astonishing Legends. I mean, they're they're some of the most in-depth research on some of these weird topics that I like to hear about and you'll find anywhere. Astonishing Legends. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you've given me tons I've never even heard of. <laughs> So this is great. This is great for me. This is great for my friend that likes the history ones. Now, what's coming up next on your podcast? I mean, you've, you've jumped over the 100 hurdle. So what are you going to what are you going to do to top it? Oh, that's that's <laughs> a, it's always a tough one to top. I actually I like to um, switch it up when I have a uh, darker, more serious subject like the um, like, of course, Karen Silkwood there. I try to intersperse them with some uh, lighter topics periodically there. So I actually have a one that's kind of fun coming up about uh, it's going to sound silly, but about people who vanish and then appear elsewhere like they've teleported like million like miles and miles away and there's more of them than you might think from history you mean like like harry potter like goes well, to the fire goes to the fireplace and appears somewhere else almost i mean there's a case uh, just happened very recently it was in 2017 of a um he was uh there was a can- canadian firefighter who was on a ski trip in new york and he went out he went out on a couple runs on his own People didn't see him. Six days later, he is. People are thinking the worst at that point. People are thinking he had died. Six days later, he called his wife from Sacramento, California, still wearing his ski clothes, saying he couldn't remember how he got there. Hmm. Yeah, it's a weird one. And I talk about some stories related, um, similar to that as well. Of course, in my mind, I'm like, well, he fell and hit his head, had amnesia, and somehow got there. I'm just trying to think logically. Yeah, that's I definitely I definitely talk into the quote unquote logical version of it. I mean, obviously the fun version we'd all like to think is you know he was picked up by aliens or something like that. But yeah, the logical logical explanation is certainly that he had a had a, some got a concussion or something like that, had amnesia. Oh, and he also when he also showed up in Sacramento, there he had had a haircut and he had a brand new iPhone. He didn't remember buying. Okay. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, of course, I'm like, maybe he had a mental disorder. He was having like a manic high or low, and he, but you would remember, I think. You would hope so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds, once again, I'll be listening. Oh, thank you. So tell my listeners where they can find out more about you and your podcast. Uh, like say, we have a website, the conspiratorspodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook or on Twitter. And like say, you can pretty much listen to our um, podcast on pretty much any of your favorite apps. Yeah, absolutely. And I recommend everybody listen to it. It's, it's a great podcast. It's each episode is a new story, unless it's a twofer, like the Marilyn Monroe, which was very exciting for me. And it, it is really just a fascinating look into some historical events that you know about, but you didn't know the backstory of, or something was happening at the same time, like you said, in Paris with the serial killer and all that. That's a, it's a new look at a story that you may already know. So I recommend everybody listening to that. And as always, um, thanks for listening to me. And if you can, please leave me a five-star review and all that stuff. And you can find me on social media at Pain in the Pod. And I appreciate you again, Nate. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Okay, thanks.